you're listening to the Ramble Room. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for you. Um, this week we watched Can of Worms. <laughs> Was that disgusting enough for you, Ariel? <laughs> you, everything about you is disgusting to me. Um, I do want to talk about my misophonia. Okay, yeah. Ariel's so going to tell a story to start us off here because this ties into the movie. Trust me. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it ties in. Um, I have misophonia. And I found this out because <laughs> I get like so mad and irritated at my family for no reason sometimes. And I don't, I used to never know why. And <laughs> we were at dinner one time and I just heard my dad chewing. And it bothered the hell out of me. And sometimes my mom, she'll like scratch her dry hands and I just, <laughs> I'm like, I want to puke. Like if somebody picks at their jeans, zipper sounds, they bother me. And I was like, why am I getting so irritated at like the stupidest things? And I looked it up and they were like, you have a thing called misophonia. And it's basically, it's different for everybody. So everybody like, some people it's just chewing sounds. For some Mm -hmm. people it's crunching sounds. Some people can't stand like the sound of uh, like the windshield wipers. Like it's just different for everybody. It's a sensitivity in your ears that makes you more irritable but you're sensitive to only specific people's chewing sounds like you don't care about mine no because you don't have a disgusting chewing sound um people picking their teeth crunching of chips even when i'm eating chips on my own it bothers me like i don't like it <laughs> what do you do put in headphones and blast it i just i chew? suck it up and deal with it but then i'm irritated so it's kind of like you know a lose-lose situation but like you could probably work on that though i'm yeah i it's need well i need to go to therapy in general but you know, well that I would think be everyone something. does but i also noticed that my ears are like just sensitive in general because the water like mm-hmm. if you turn on the water fountain my ears vibrate it hurts to have the water on full blast you're like the monster in a quiet place yeah i'm like right. just a giant <laughs> ear <laughs> yeah you're going to become the monster in a quiet place because this isn't a quiet place set in the like mid 2020s. Yeah. So eventually you'll just be that monster eating people who even make the slightest well, bit of sound. You know, blood <laughs> disgusts me and um, I don't really feel like being a cannibal. So I don't think that'll happen. Oh, wait, but I guess that monster doesn't eat people. They just kill for fun. Maybe my child. Creepy. Maybe my child would be that way. I mean, I've I've had it where I get irritated with like crowd. If I'm in a giant crowd for too long, mm-hmm. then I, I start feeling claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. Or, like, when I was in class and people were talking even before class had started and there were just 15 different conversations going on and they all oh, yeah. meshed into one giant sound. I mean, I guess we both have forms of anxiety. But, my <laughs> <laughs> but mine is, like... I'm a worrier about a lot of things. Well, you can't take a step down the stairs without going, I could slip and break my neck here. Yeah. I'm a worst case scenario thinker. I am not. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a small situations give me anxiety. Yeah. We have different forms of anxiety and I have misophonia. But I'm saying that <laughs> might be a, a form of it, of anxiety. Ooh, when you get likely. overwhelmed by those sounds and then it Probably. affects you where you're like, uh, I feel like I'm going to pass out or like I need to get out of here and go breathe somewhere. It sucks, but it's fine. And this ties into the movie because this movie is disgusting and triggers my misophonia. Like I literally was vibrating on the couch. Ariana, Ariana and I both had PTSD from the first time we watched this. Because remember, as we said, we've watched several of these. We watched movies up till up till Smart House. Yeah, we've watched up till Smart House. And so this is our second time having watched this, and we had PTSD from the first time that we had to skim through. <laughs> 
what four different scenes where yeah. it's just these we cut out gross aliens that we cut out a good 40 minutes of watch time just by <laughs> like not watching it's, those it's so gross well do you have a summary for the people sure thing so can of worms is a sci-fi comedy film <laughs> i didn't get what was so funny about it but <laughs> it is based on the novel of the same name by kathy mackle what you're saying is all of these first ones were built like based on novels yeah because we didn't realize Brink was based on a novel. So Mike Pillsbury, <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy, is a teenage boy who believes that he is an alien and does not belong on Earth. And I mean relatable, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so he ends up summoning these aliens to take him to their world because he hates Earth. And shit goes down and everything goes crazy. And eventually we get a giant villain alien that uh, starts kidnapping people. <laughs> that's the summary you found on no imdb or no i made up the other half of the summary because i didn't okay. like what i found okay so i thought i'd give the fun fact about the novel <laughs> oh wait this is it was the first disney channel original movie to have a tv pg rating and it's probably because it was so disgusting and disturbing right yeah i bet shall we ariana get into this movie if we must i we have a bag here right ari don't do that <laughs> Sorry. We start off with a flash forward almost. Because then they flash back after this first scene. We start in the present and then we flash back. And then they we catch up to speed, basically. Right. So in the present, Mike Pillsbury, the young boy, young boy who thinks he's a freaking alien and doesn't belong on Earth. The main character. Yes, he's the main character. Unfortunately for all of us. The first thing I wrote on everything was Mike sucks. Which is him. <laughs> That's the first note I wrote. uh, He's very annoying. In fact, most of the characters in this movie are annoying. Mike is got this, he's got this like satellite dish contraption that he's been working on to communicate with these aliens. Because he loves science and he loves computers. He's a science computer nerd. He basically summons them, says, come and take me, please. I don't belong on earth. Please take me. And then that's all we see. We flash back two weeks earlier. Mike, he is... In this treehouse that he hangs out with his friend, Brad from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is his name in the movie, but yes, I wrote down Brad for everything that... Uh, I will only reference we'll him We'll probably just call Brad. him Brad. And Jay, who is Brad's little brother. Which I didn't realize until... Halfway through the movie? An hour into the movie. I knew it. You just weren't paying attention because you care. were traumatized from I didn't the first care. Time. So he tells, in addition to being a computer science nerd... You know, he likes to tell these stories about aliens because he's obsessed with aliens. And he's apparently Sci-fi. the greatest the greatest storyteller ever in that town. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so. I listen to these stories. I listen and to I him like, tell him he's supposed to be telling better. a scary story. I just, I wasn't scared. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> so. And then his dad, and then his dad comes out and he's like, we gotta get to the field because dad likes football. Son does not. Yeah. Dad wants son to play football Son does not want to play football. It's a typical cliche stereotype. And the dad is one of the weirdest characters. He makes me uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah, there's a really weird <laughs> scene where in it's in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's in the mirror. With his tie? His tie. He pulls out the under the skinny, you know, mm-hmm. under part of his tie. He pulls like, it out. And then he puts it back underneath. And then he goes, ha, fantastic. I think it was because they were at the <laughs> same I think it's because they were at the same, like, length. 
So that means he tied it perfectly. But I don't Maybe, but it still was so unnecessary. Very unnecessary. And it was just their way it's of getting us weird. into the office so that the dad could say something. And then... Uh, so his computer could like malfunction and then the son could be like <laughs> my floppy disk and my ram and uh, i'm so sorry again, again another movie where they just put in random yeah. like lingo and, terms. and vernacular of anything likes, having to do with tech yeah he's like dad i'm so sorry about that sd card i put in there it doesn't have enough ram so i gotta like reconfigure the computer and uh, my cpu is on the fridge and it's like <laughs> What? <laughs> CPU is on the fritz. Ariana is a computer nerd. I was. Correction. I met a bunch You're of sexist. You're still good with computers, though. Yeah, but but in my class, there was just a bunch of sexist assholes. And I oh. said, you know, I don't really feel like spending the rest of my life in a field with dicks. Yeah, that's why we just need, we need more women. We need more women. We need yeah. more variety of all sorts of people. So the dad, he's yeah. encouraging his son to play football. <laughs> Mike is now at this football game. He sucks at football. His whole family, he's got a little sister, too. His mom uh-huh. and dad are there. They're trying to cheer him on, but they're like, you suck, son. Uh, You're shit. He gets tackled, and then he just stays on the ground for, like, ten minutes. His family doesn't help him up. Go, Arts, go. Oh, yeah. Or go, Arts, go. I don't know what their mascot is. I'm not sure. But it was, like, a very slow motion. Yeah. Go, Arts, go. But it's slow motion because Mike is checking out the head cheerleader, Caitlin. Caitlin. She's doing slow-mo cheers, and then there's one slow-mo shot where she just goes, Go! Go! It's so long and so unnecessary. Go! (laughs) It takes forever to get through that one scene. It could have been a two-minute scene, and it ended up being ten. Yeah. He gets hit in the head. He starts hallucinating about an alien trying to eat his brain, and then he comes to... With his and family then, over And then his, his dad gives him, like, the best piece of advice. He goes, what is that, son? You gotta listen, look, and learn. The three L's. The three L's. And I wanted to shoot myself when he said, listen, learn, look, whatever the hell. Yeah, he's a cheesy dad. Then we, he's at home. He's, he's pretty, smart. his family's pretty reliant. Yeah, they, they build up this whole idea. Okay, Mike is a smart kid. And his mom, his sister, and his dad all kind of rely on him. For t- technology issues. Which they I have all three of the parents. Or <laughs> all three of the parents. Yep, you said that correctly. Okay. The mom and dad and the little sister, they all have some sort of tech issue in this sequence of scenes. And the son, yep. Fixes Mike, him. has to fix all and of them. And you know what? I feel your pain, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Ariana, Ariana knows that life. <laughs> it's, and it's always... it's. Every single time with every single problem that has happened that's IT related, it's... Yeah, it's always... Did you turn it off? <laughs> and then turn it back on again? Did you log out? How about... And then log back in again? <laughs> and then you let me know, and I'll charge you $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> I said that this family is a pretty good match. I think the daughter looks very similar to the mom, mm-hmm. and the son looks pretty similar to the dad. I've seen better um, Stranger Things buyers family, but... Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying... It's not a bad match as a family. They look pretty similar. They could be related. I could see in some universe them being actually related. Then he goes to school. And, you know, he's, I don't know, he's not really the nerd. He just kind of has one singular bully, which is Scott. Scott Schreiber? Yeah, Scott Schreiber, who's also on the football team with Mike. He's low-key kind of (laughs) cute. Yeah, he is. As the movie progressed, we're like, you know, Scott's kind of cute. Also, did you get the vibe that Brad has a crush on Scott? 
know, but I strongly did. He might have. It's very possible. Oh, so then we get into the <laughs> computer scene. Correct. So now they're are they in just a computer lab? What class are they in? I don't know they if they're in? in a computer lab or a classroom that just happens to have. I don't. A bunch I feel of like computers. I feel like it would have to be computer lab. Yeah, because there's no way in the 99. Yeah, no. Early 2000s. They, they have, have a floppy computers. dick disc off. <laughs> So they're trying to, you know, see who has the bigger floppy dick. I mean, disc. (laughs) Melissa, it doesn't matter how many times you say the same joke. I won't laugh more. But (laughs) I'm not going to say it again. So we're watching this. (laughs) Ariana, I said, oh, I vaguely remember something that happens here. Yeah, and, and I Ari- did too. I remembered vaguely. Because <laughs> he inserts, like, the floppy disk. And then Ariana randomly says, oh, yeah, this, doesn't this have something to do with porn? <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn. I feel like there is a movie, though, where or a TV show where the guy puts sends something and the guy clicks on the link and then it's just like a butt. <laughs> and then he's like, one guy gets sent to the principal's office because it's porn. But Aerie, it's, it's a definitely <laughs> channel movie. Why would they have that in there? I know now that it's not Can of Worms. And I, I've eliminated one of many movies or TV shows it could be. I realize they have a PG rating for the first time, but I don't think they would go that far. Well, I have now eliminated one suspect in oh, the list of it who was just sent it. really funny. Instead, they have like these... Cute little cartoon graphics where they're making fun of each other back and forth. Yeah, so Scott's like, I'm gonna, your brain is mine, and if you want it back, it's in the trash, because you're trash. And then, um, uh, what is Mike's? This is like a pig's ass. Yeah. And then the pig turns around. The pig turns his face around, and it's Scott's face. And Scott makes a pretty cute pig. Not gonna lie. <laughs> and Mike's prank ends up kind of impressing Caitlin. She's sitting next to Mike. He ends up kind of impressing the whole class. But it doesn't make sense to me, because... <laughs> Caitlin is like kind of pissed at Scott for his prank, but then Mike does roughly the same prank. I know, and she's I don't like, know. Oh, he's a girl. yeah. I'm not sure why Mike's prank was more impressive. They both did the same thing. He wins over the class. He impresses Caitlin. Then we switch over to he's back in the treehouse doing Jay the, and Brad. Yeah, doing the only thing he apparently knows how to do. Tell story. Mike's sister ends up coming up to the treehouse. I don't know what her name is. She ends up coming up to the treehouse. She says, hey, Caitlin Sandman's in your room. And he's like, what the fuck? Really? Are you sure? But they were like, they're like, no Yeah, they they think she's, you know, joking with them. And then he goes, wait, what if she is actually in there? So then he scurries on down the (laughs) treehouse, goes up to his room. There's Caitlin. She's checking out all his science projects. She says, I had to decorate the gym for the Halloween dance. Orange crepe paper is not going to be enough. He goes, you, you, you <laughs> he want, does you do want, that. You want me to help? Uh, uh, okay. Okay. So, yes. Mike's, so Mike's he acting says, yes, is, I'll help you. Yeah, Mike's acting is very annoying throughout this movie. But he says yes. Melissa literally at one point was like, he's a terrible actor. <laughs> I said, this guy's the worst actor. And then I went to, I went to. <laughs> the internet and i was like what is this guy doing now <laughs> i looked him up yeah can you tell me his life story real quick yeah let's talk about michael shulman his name is michael oh, in wow. real life as well That's and intriguing. i i looked it up it says he's a tony award-winning american film stage television actor and co-owner of new york and los angeles based production company starry night entertainment 
He received a Bachelor of Arts degree from Yale with a major in art history. Damn. So he is like his character smart. Yeah, he's super smart. So what what did he, <laughs> what was he in that got him a Tony? I believe he won a Tony for Oh. <laughs> okay, so he didn't win a Tony for acting. He won a Tony for producing. So he's gone on to produce oh. a ton of really successful Broadway plays and shows. So The Ferryman, which was 2018-2019 Broadway season, so pretty recently, he won a Tony for producing that. Hmm. He also produced the national tour and Broadway runs of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, <gasps> which is a great musical. And uh, he starred in the original cast of Stephen Sondheim's Assassins. Okay. He was on a two-year run on Broadway, so he's more of a Broadway guy. Which I guess makes sense after, that if you watch sense. that movie, it makes sense. His he's, acting he's is more. He's more of a stage actor yeah. than a TV actor. That right. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, so then there's a montage of them yeah, decorating the gym. Decorating and programming these things. She's like, we're make a good team. So, oh, we to- I totally forgot. So when, when Caitlin's in his room and he's coming from the treehouse, they sped up the yeah, running. I know and that's I what I said. And I think that shit is so funny because they do that all... Did you really say that? And I just totally did not listen to you? I just said he scurried on down because that's what oh. it looked like. He, they, I love when they like speed up anybody yeah. running because it looks ridiculous. And you can tell that it's been sped up, but they do it so often in so many like kids' movies. And I love I, It's my favorite part. Yeah. It's same with the handheld camera stuff in the yeah. early 90s movies yeah. where all of a sudden it randomly goes to handheld camera. And you're and like, you're well, going, why? It doesn't even look good. It's just like random. They're, it looks like a home, like a kid made it. So the feud continues. Scott decides to sabotage the dance and he sabotages all of Mike's programming that he's mm. worked so hard on for these two weeks. Did you notice that he became a magician as well during that <laughs> I wrote that too. We get to the Halloween dance. <laughs> we get to the Halloween dance. Mike makes this really awkward announcement where he tells everyone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's, yeah, like, he's like, shut the fuck everybody up, everyone. shut up. This evening is brought to you by <laughs> Mike Pillsbury's intergalactic, science, intergalactic science blah, 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 blah. Exactly. <laughs> and then he goes, That and, is word for word. And the wonderful imaginations of Caitlin, Caitlin Sandman. Sandman. He puts his hand up, pops it up into the light, and magically a bouquet of flowers appears in his hand. Bitch went to magic camp like I did. Yeah, he, he's a scientist. Cool. A storyteller, a computer nerd, a magician. What else is Mike going to surprise us with? Oh, he's a football player. Uh-huh. A bad football player, but he's a football player. The decorations, the programming gets sabotaged. Mike starts having a freaking panic attack, which honestly, I understand. <laughs> but Caitlin says, it's okay, it's okay, Mike, it's going to be fine. He ends up running away because he's embarrassed that his programming got messed up. Yes, well, and one of the teachers, like... It's it, the programming basically everything gets set aflame. Yeah, everything got set on fire. I said the decorations start killing people. Oh, they did. <laughs> they were like flying from the top of the ceiling, hitting people hitting in the people face. In the it's face. like that force could have killed these kids. But yeah, it was just a whole mess and nobody needed that. So he runs away and we get back to the beginning of the movie. You're listening to QVC, HSN, NBC, ABC, DFG. I am Joseph Trudy. Once again, call me Trudy. And I'm Trudy. Trudy, I do have a product for you. Really? Well, what is the product, Trudy? Banana. 
A what? Banana. A banana? I've never even heard of such a thing. What that is because it is off fresh off the market. Fresh off the farmer's market? Well, don't be an idiot. It's just the market where okay. we get all of our products. Ah, Trudy, you're such an asshole. What's the function of a banana? Just tell me that. It has ban- potassium in it. What's potassium? What the hell is I don't, that? I don't know either, but it's pretty good for your body, I've heard. Really? Okay. Um. Well, what else does a banana do? What, you can, you, what can you do with it? You can put it in everything. You can put it in everything? Everything. What kind of things can a banana go into? Everything. What? Like what? Everything. Everything. You're telling me everything. Yes. Think of something. I'll tell you if a banana can go in it. Okay. A blender. Yes. Another thing. Uh, a swimming pool. Yes. Something else. Um, a puddle of mud. Yes. Another thing. Um, the middle of a snowman's face. You can put the banana anywhere in everything. Wow. You can blend it into its smoothie. You can put it in banana bread. <laughs> okay, so uh, what is this uh, going for? What kind of price are these bananas? They sound amazing. Yes, you'll never guess, but try anyway. Okay. Uh, Wrong. Is it, but is it more than a gumball or... Yes. More than a gumball. B- okay. Bananas are bigger than gumballs. Ah, okay. So is it like $2 for one banana and $5 billion for a bunch of bananas? You silly little goose. A gumball was $12. The banana? Mm-hmm. $12. But you'll never guess. We have special deal just for our Trudy Trudy listeners. Do you know how much for a bushel? How Can much? Tell guess? me. Well, I- I'm not going to guess. I failed last time, so how much? Two dollars. It's two dollars for, for how many bananas? Half. For half a banana. For half a bushel. Well, how many comes in a bushel, Trudy? I am unaware. But you can find out more at our website backslash com. And back to your podcast. Welcome back. Um, so we're at the part of the movie where we skipped through almost most, you know what, most of, All the, of it. the rest of this movie. And for good reason, because those aliens are actually disgusting. Yeah, we're introduced to three, like, main aliens, which is mm-hmm. Barnabas, Bohm, and the Lover alien. alien. Yes. As we had seen before the beginning of the movie happened, he's summoning the aliens because he wants them to take him out of Earth. Right, because he doesn't feel like he belongs because he had a traumatic experience at the Halloween bash, whatever. So then Barnabas the dog is the first one that comes. And also... Barnabas is a dog, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) He's a dog, but he's got like a talking voice mouth The blue lips, and the blue lips are disgusting. And I thought, did Up steal this from this movie? Oh, 100%. Their dogs in Up have the talking boxes that... But it's all Disney, so is it possible for them to steal from themselves? Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Up is Pixar. I don't know. Oh, that's facts. I guess it's not really different now, but I don't know. Back when then, it probably was. Yeah. Then um, Barnabas proceeds to tell him, hey, you summon these aliens. They're going to come and get you. Yeah, you've opened the Stargate is what it's called. It's a you've gateway between worlds yeah. from, you know, outer space to the Earth. And it's not every day that you talk to a talking dog, so... Mike is like, I've got to be sick. So he goes to the bathroom. He does a close-up shot of, like, his eye. It's gross. And his mouth. His tongue. It's, his, it's both. His, his, well, his, his mouth is closed, and then he opens it, and he goes, Mur. It's gross. I don't get it. 
It's just leading up to how disgusting this movie is going to continue to be for the rest of it. That's probably the least disgusting thing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's still gross. Because this portal has been opened, Barnabas warns there's going to be more aliens and they're not so nice or, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not as friendly as me, Barnabas. Yes. And the first alien that he encounters is Boom. The Boom. (laughs) It's the most disgusting thing Ari and I have ever seen in our life. <laughs> oh, I'm cringing. <laughs> Which just maybe about we it. just haven't seen enough disgusting things, but that alien is so gross. He's a mucus covered. Yeah, he's got like slime two, ball. He's got like two buggy eyes, and then when he and, opens okay, his mouth, yeah, he's so you're like, okay, he's disgusting, and then he opens his mouth, and he has like human giant human teeth, and he goes, <laughs> that's the first sound he makes. We literally fast forward it, and even though we, we fa- we were fast forwarding, I was. It's still disgusted just by the little picture at the bottom. It, like, gives me shivers down my spine how gross it was. We find out the Bohm is an alien lawyer, and all these aliens have earthy jobs, which I don't get. If you're in outer space, why would you be a lawyer or, like, a, a movie agent? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so Bohm wants to sue the human race for... For mistreating Yeah, him. he's a lawyer. Yeah, he's a lawyer. But then Mike says, no thanks, get the fuck out of my room. After... Yeah, he talks to Caitlin on the phone while the bone is there, and the bone is eating his lunch, and it's the grossest thing you'll ever He's see. He's eating like a hamburger and corn for corn lunch. On That's the what cob. Mike had, and then well, I can't even talk about it without wanting to throw up. I hate it. So I literally as, hate this movie. As you can tell, this is a mess for Ariana's misophonia. Yes, which is why <laughs> I told the story about my misophonia because it's literally a shit show. Exactly. So then the alien finally leaves. He's like, fine, I guess I've pissed you off. Sorry. Well, we forgot to mention that he ends up getting a phone call while the bone is there eating his yeah, food. from, from Caitlin. Caitlin. She called him to tell him, hey, I hope you're okay. Don't feel bad about what happened at the dance. He's not listening to her saying, oh, that's disgusting. And she goes, what? Are you telling me I'm disgusting? Then he tries to go make amends, right? He tries to go over to Caitlin and make mm-hmm. amends because he knows he upset her. Mm-hmm. But Wasn't Barnabas comes and is talking to the dog. Yeah, Barnabas comes back. He's like, hey, we're all set to take you up out of space. And then Mike mentions the bone came and visited and he's me. he's like, shit. Yeah. They're Barnabas coming to is get like, you. It's too late. There's already more aliens coming out of this portal. And they're not going to be as nice as, as me. And this is when we started to hear this weird cymbal sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like this. During weird, dramatic scenes. It's like a weird cymbal sear sound i don't know if i don't know if there's a way to explain it but i'll find um uh, ariana did a counter of how many times it's played throughout this movie i did it and is it's so many times how many how many do you, do you think i calculated by i'm the gonna end? guess maybe f- around 15 no it's not as much as val and brink kissing <laughs> okay <laughs> um 11 okay that's still a crazy it's amount still of time too much and it was it was the latter half, and we fast-forwarded through a bunch of that, so <laughs> I know it could be higher. It could be higher, but it's just, you only need that maybe once or twice in a movie if you're going to use that sound effect. And they yeah, used I said twice So that. many times. So then Barnabas says, well, we got to hurry up. <laughs> Don't gotta listen to these aliens because aliens more are going to come. And lo and behold, as he's going to try to make amends with Caitlin before he leaves Earth, he gets frozen by the loafer alien, who's wearing socks and loafers. <laughs> He's so scary, though. He's got a giant-ass mouth. He's got eyes pop out of his head. He's like a snail. His eyes are like telescopes that curve out of his his head. But but they filmed it so weird because they focus on his mouth as if his Uh. mouth is his eyes. And then his eyes are just floating above the camera. And it's very uncomfortable and very awkward for me. And his voice is scary. His voice is scary. There's a lot about it that's happening that I don't enjoy. 
Well, Ofer Alien is an agent, and he wants to start a reality television show for once he gets to outer space. He's like, hey, I want to set you up and have a TV show with you. You'll be like, yeah. And once again, Mike declines the offer. He's like, sorry, no, not interested. While this loafer alien shows up, Mike had already called up to Caitlin's window saying, hey, I want a second chance. I want to apologize. Caitlin's once again upset because the loafer alien prevented both of them from meeting each other and meeting up. Yes. Then he goes back home. Nick is with him now. They go to his treehouse. And now Nick finally believes him because all of the aliens have grouped up in his treehouse and are like yelling at him at the same time. Including three new ones? Yeah, there's like three new ones. One is just like a weird glowing hourglass, <laughs> like a, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and then there's one that's got- Looks like a fish. Yeah, one that looks like a fish and that one's not Which as is gross. not as much like torment on the eyes as the rest of them. And then the other one has like two faces. Yeah, it's like upside down. Like if your chin had eyes. Yep. And it's gross. And so they all start yelling at him. And then Mike and Nick are like, let's get the hell out of here. This is weird. <laughs> they leave the treehouse. Caitlin shows up. She's coming to give Mike something that he left. A coat. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but she like she's like, hey, you left this. Also, you suck. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't understand you. And Mike says, Caitlin, yeah, you don't understand. There are aliens, and she also doesn't believe him. And Nick goes, trust me, I know it's hard to believe, but you got to believe him. Then Nick... And Mike say, we got to get back outside because... We don't have time to put a bigger shit case. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of aliens waiting for me. So he goes out there. They're in the backyard. Then finally, Caitlin comes out. She sees the aliens. So now she believes them. But the aliens start freaking out because there's a giant evil alien... Fode! ...named Fode. And he likes to kidnap people. He likes... I guess not just people, but every kind of species or specimen. Even he basically has a personal collection, and it's a museum. He's got a zoo. You go to each <laughs> cage, and you can like listen to a description of what's in there. It's pretty disturbing. <laughs> Jay ends up showing up in the backyard as well. They all kind of end up in this backyard. And this was this was the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, Jay's about to show up, and then the stunt double's going to come in. And <laughs> Melissa was like, what the, the hell are you talking stunt about? Double? And it, I was, it was so <laughs> like burned in my brain because Jay runs up and he's like, "Oh, that's sick! Your treehouse is uh, lit up." And then he, he goes to climb. He goes to climb the treehouse, and Mike and them are saying, "No, Jay, don't!" No, don't! And then Jay's going, "Ah!" because the thode has grabbed him with his <laughs> long jabbing tongue, tongue. He like stabs him in the chest and then pulls him in, but. And they didn't even try to hide the fact that there was a stunt double because it switches from this little six-year-old, seven-year-old boy, Jay, to this 40-year-old man going, ah, <laughs> yeah. and he gets sucked into the It's so obvious house. that it's not Jay, the actor. It's just a grown man. I almost want to, like, there. leave a timestamp so that way they can just watch <laughs> that part because that part was the best part of the whole movie. So then he Jay gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. The portal closes. Because they go up into the treehouse and they see that Thode also has a portal to his zoo mm-hmm. of kidnapped victims. And the portal closes. They're like, shit, how are we going to save him? And then so they're like, well, he he stole a little boy that's not the perfect specimen. Like, yep. he'll be back. Yeah, Barnabas says he's looking for the perfect specimen. That leads them to go, Scott. We got to go get Scott. Which if you don't <laughs> remember from the first half of this podcast, he Scott was, is the bully. I mean, and that's the thing is, is he the bully? Because him and Mike kind of bully each other. 
Uh, they're both assholes. Yeah, they're kind of just mean to each other. They just feud a lot. He's just the the not the main character, so he's made out to be worse. <laughs> right. He's made out to be the mean guy. But I kind of think they're both just mean to each other. Yeah. Uh, so then Mick randomly goes into his room with a pig mask on and tr- like puts his hand over uh, Scott's mouth. That whole scene didn't make any sense. It didn't make at sense. All. Why would you need to be in disguise to go do that? It didn't make sense. Nick mm. brings him back. He he somehow convinces Scott to join in on this. He's bas- he. I think he says something like, Caitlin's there. It's okay, I guess Caitlin is cool. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Scott ends up back there. They explain to him this whole alien thing. And he sees Barnabas. He's like, okay, I guess this is what's happening. And yeah. he, agrees, he agrees to help out. Well, yeah, because they're like, we just need you to be the bait. And he was like, excuse me? And they're like, <laughs> well, you're the perfect specimen. And he was like, oh, stop it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they basically coax him by saying, hey, you're the perfect specimen, and that's what this thing's looking for. Mm-hmm. So his ego gets the better of him. He goes up Let's into this yours. portal. It opens up again, and Thode takes him. But while the portal's still open, all the rest of the gang hop into the portal so as Barnabas, well. Mike, Brad, Caitlin. Caitlin all run into this portal. Right. Then they go searching, searching around for Scott and Jay. They're trying to find them and rescue them. But also, Mike's trying to just rescue all of the kidnapped people and aliens. Mm-hmm. And then we meet we meet Thode. Oh, yeah. Then we meet Thode. Thode is first in a human form. He's just this He's man, like a man, half man, half lizard. Half Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That's what he looks. He looks like a really gross, evil version. Yeah, but when but when he's like human, he's like doing like this weird tongue thing. Yeah, and you just look at him and you go, "Yeah, you're an idiot." It's because they they say he's supposed to be like a frog like figure, alien. Mm-hmm. But when frogs he, don't go, snakes do. Yeah, but when he transforms into the he looks like a Teenage Mutant. He looks like a turtle. <laughs> yeah. So he he just says his whole plan is i'm looking for the perfect specimen of each species and keeping them here <coughs> and then he zoo. sees he sees caitlin and she, he's like well you're a different blah 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 and then he unhinges his jaw and his whole tongue comes out and he goes up and then that he goes to capture caitlin i'm sorry didn't translate properly yeah he sticks his tongue out to get caitlin but he misses misses because he's an idiot and then he transforms into the, the frog, frog figure. turtle figure thing. <laughs> and they're all running. They trap him in a cage, and that gives them some time. Yes, yeah, so they trap him in a cage. They get the key, because in order to get all the people out, you need a key. But while this is happening, <laughs> we've got Jay and Scott in their little yeah. area. Yeah, they're, they're in their own little and they're fu- cage. they're freaking bonding. I know, they're having a nice bonding moment. Scott is talking this to is Jay. When, this is when I said... Scott, low-key kind of cute. Not going to lie to you. Yeah, Scott starts having his redemption arc like mm-hmm. they do in a lot of Disney movies with mean people. Yep. Or I should say, quote-unquote, mean people. And, you know, he I think mm-hmm. he's just realizing he's understanding Mike's point of view and, yeah. and Mike's life yep. and kind of just well, understanding yeah, because, that Because Jay tells him a story that Mike had told him about goes, being alone and alien and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's probably how he feels about himself. And he's like, that should depressing. Maybe I should be nice to this kid. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so then they, that happens, and then the Thode does some jumping jumps, and they they look ridiculous, and I just go. But I'm Mike, back. Mike has the key. The key is like this weird crystal stone, like a heart. Yeah, I'm not sure. He goes to each of the glass things, <laughs> and they also realized at some point that the aliens in these cages were aliens that Mike has been telling stories about this whole time. Yeah. So it's like, what is this whole thing? Just something Mike's Mike created with his mind. My guess is that Mike is in a coma. 
<laughs> at the end, it was all a dream. That's what it feels like. It so, should be. So then he does this weird hand movement, which Ariana said is a would TikTok be a, dance. a TikTok dance now. He goes, he goes, ooh, what do you do? Boom. <laughs> yeah, they can see what that looks like, Ariana. You can if guess. You, yeah, if you want to watch the movie, <laughs> which we don't recommend. If you want to watch the movie just to see the stunt just, double and the... Just go to the like last 20 minutes. Then he unlocks these creatures, and then they go and free Scott and Jay as well. Uh-huh. They he all... frees one creature, then oh, yeah. Scott and Jay, and then he goes to like this crystal thing and does the TikTok dance over that, and then that frees all the rest of them. And I thought to myself... Why didn't you do that in the first place? Could have saved yourself a whole ass lot of time. But, you know, he's but smart when it's convenient. They escape this portal. Um, they're back in the backyard. But the portal isn't closing. And that's because Thode mm-hmm. has escaped the cage yes. and is in the portal coming after them. Yes, Barnabas said that the the portal will not close if someone if someone's traveling, traveling in, it. in it. So someone was traveling in it, and it clearly wasn't one of the other aliens because they're all going back to their homes. Yeah. So it's clearly... Thode. The Thode. He pops out. He does his there. little jumpy jump. Yeah, doing his little jumpy jump frog. Gets his bubblegum tongue all up in Mike's <laughs> business. Yeah, he, he wraps his bubblegum tongue around Mike's thigh or calf. And I say <laughs> bubblegum because that's the color. It doesn't yeah. look tasty. It looks disgusting it's and I want to throw up. But it does look like a bubblegum color. Then the whole gang is pulling Mike away from Thode, dragging him into the portal. Mm-hmm, with his tongue. And then finally, you know, that he breaks free. And then we get the best CGI <laughs> police door you'll ever see in your damn life. It's a police, like a portal police station door that pops up. Oh, because Barnabas tried calling them and then he was like, they're busy. I'll keep trying. He basically <laughs> was like, Daryl, I'm on hold. Just try and stay alive while I'm calling the police. So then the police get there. The police is like an alien with a small little laser gun and he points it at Thode. And apparently that's all it takes, right? That's yeah. all it takes for Thode takes, to get captured. Is takes to get one. It takes and one police officer. He comes out of the CGI door and he just goes, hey, turn around. And then Thode's like, damn it, I've been caught. He doesn't try and run away, go through his own portal. Exactly. He doesn't try and attack the police officer. He's just like, shit, caught me. But, it's, but then I'm thinking, couldn't they have just done this this whole time? The alien intergalactic universe could have arrested him and freed those aliens a long why time doesn't ago. Barnab- Barnab- why doesn't Barnabas have a laser gun then? If that's all it takes exactly. to take someone down, maybe you need a siren too. Who knows? The Thode, you know, he respects authority. <laughs> yeah, apparently. They take him away. He's been arrested. And then we switch over. You know, they have the friends have a nice group hug. I guess Scott and Mike are chill with each other now. Because mm-hmm. Scott finally understands Mike. However, Mike doesn't understand Scott. Yeah, maybe it's Mike very, should try to. It's a very one-sided friendship, and I feel bad <laughs> yeah. for Scott. Then we're back at the football game. Mike is still playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scott says, you know, he gets tackled kind of like the beginning. Scott says, man, Mike, why do you still play football even though you're bad at it? And he goes, because I feel like I belong here. <laughs> and it's like, you don't. You're bad at football. <laughs> you were sitting on the bench for the first half of the game on for a reason. Scott's, Scott's saying, eh, I don't think so, man. You should still probably not play football. And then he helps him up off the ground. You know, that's kind of how that ends. Mike goes over to a bench. Barnabas shows up again and is like, the trials are going well. Thode will serve a two-eon sentence and, you know, Do be in prison. Public service, whatever. Yeah. And then he rides off into the sunset in his little <laughs> CGI dog door. Yeah. He hops into the portal for the dog door. It's and really we, stupid. It's a bad movie. All in all, it's a bad movie. Do you have a moral of the story? Because I'm done talking about this film. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but, but we also forgot to mention that Barnabas still offers to take him back to space. Oh, After yeah. all that shit, Barnabas is still like, do you still want to come to He's space? Like, I think you'd have a baller time. <laughs> Mike's like, no thanks. I'll stay here because I feel like now I feel I belong here. So moral of the story, mine is... So it's a direct quote from Barnabas at the end of the movie. He says, something can be said for the right amount of personal contact. And and that's said after some weird sexual <laughs> dog petting. My, yeah, Mike is petting the dog, but it's a grown man voice coming out of the dog going, mm, yeah, mm. Yes. It goes on for way too long. It's uncomfortable. super uncomfortable. But that quote following it is really funny. <laughs> My, mine is a direct quote also from Barnabas. He's Some, the best character. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Sometimes Scott is. Thank you. That's what I said. Sometimes you have to act a little primitive if it will help a friend. And that just made me think <laughs> of like if it would help my friend, like for me to go, oh, oh, ah, and act primitive. That shit would be hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm done with this movie. This is a show where the worst, most disgusting. Never watch it unless you watch the last 20 minutes and that's it. And then cut it off as soon as you see Boom. And I will, I, no. Yeah, we strongly do not recommend this movie. I, I have talked to a couple of you that listen to this and you have told me, oh yeah, we're listening to the podcast and then we are watching the movies. Do not watch <laughs> this movie. I promise you, don't, I almost puked. Don't torture yourself with this one. It's Seriously. an okay one to skip. And if you're listening and you happen to have already seen this, I apologize. Our condolences go out to you. And with that, see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.